How's everyone? I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always from my co- by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Saturday afternoon, night, evening, Saturday evening, on a Saturday evening, ready to do some feedback. This is where we talk about what y'all talked about throughout the week and the comments you left on our website, votes in the polls, whatever you sent us in the mail, voicemails, if we got any five star reviews, uh, all of that stuff. We're going to cover it today um, and we're going to. You know, let you guys know that you're heard. You know, we're listening. We love being heard and we're all hearing each other. And it's just going to be one good, happy, uh, you know, uh, happy episode. And um, it comes a day after our 13th anniversary of doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the January 6th before it was ruined as a date right before it was ruined we had it first how dare y'all come and yank our holiday away from us they gentrified our anniversary they did (laughs) um so yeah it's our anniversary. we started this january 6 2010 after many times trying to record that day and broken hardware and, and many replacement computers and sound cards yeah it's like we we really did put the work in and and we, uh we were dedicated before we knew it because uh yeah we had recorded like four or five times about the time we got that first episode it was like midnight niggas was tired yeah and so the original january 6th uh <laughs> <laughs> all right the original january 6th was all us um so you know happy insurrection day or whatever uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so y'all know what we do um first thing we need to do is talk about the people that took the time out to give us money because you don't have to do that you can go to the website the blackouttips.com look on the right hand side and some people just choose to donate to the show to put something on it to support us and they don't get anything special for other than this shout out I'm about to give them. So let's uh, go ahead and get into that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome the good folks who tied to the Black Tiger Tips. Today's a new day. Yes. That's right. Today is a new afternoon for new doubloons. Let's talk about this money that we got. Um, we got a one-time donation from Shannon Yu who leaves a message that says, I've been listening off and on to you two good to you good souls since 2013. Thanks for the deep thoughts, the puns, and the kindness. All right. Thank you. Um, Celebrating our anniversary. We'll take the anniversary present. Uh, Derek L.W., Ken M., Linwood C., 
uh lawrence c no relation zach from living corporate podcast tracy j uh dotry j uh no relation to tracy uh slang of ages podcast aka my man preston uh celeste v b we got our brand new recurring donator adam s uh going to the new members class mm-hmm. uh conrad left us a long time ago we so i don't know who's leading it now but we'll, we'll i don't know they, they they must have voted a, a, and got a new president they ain't told they ain't told us who the president is yet mariano a um you know what um i think marvin b will be the new leader because he's been around forever marvin b yes yeah. marvin b Marvin B. You Benner. have been selected. He he, the new lead leader of the new admissions uh, class. Uh, the, the, the new members club. Yeah, uh, Monica T. Jason F. and uh, Dorothea S. And lastly, Tyrone M. Thank you very much. We appreciate you, everybody that took the time out to donate. And uh, yeah, we we you know thank you. Let's uh, get to this. Play me out, choir. We love to hear it. Um, we did get five star reviews this time. Let's go. Uh, let me go back to let's see. Our last episode was uh the day before it was New Year's Eve. So the um five star review that we got, I believe we got one from the 29th that I don't think we got to read because it must not have came in. Sometimes they don't post them quickly. So we got three. Uh, take all my fives from Renee K, uh, who says went through a virtual odyssey to leave this review. But Rod and Karen are worth it. I donate even I don't. I mean I don't even use Apple except to do this. So that should tell you how special this podcast is to the world. Aww. They they're incredibly funny, smart, and make the world a better place. Their voices are like a hug when you need it. Thank you, Rod and Karen. Thank you, Renee. Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, mm-hmm. We got another one that says, Happy New Year, Rod and Karen. This is from Sean Forever 98, who says, Thank you for the holiday podcast. Y'all are the best. Two purple heart emojis. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Us Thank and you. us and veterans of war. We get purple hearts. That's what we do over here. We rack them up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, like, I appreciate that because, like I said, we recorded through the holidays on purpose. Um mm-hmm specifically because you know it's gonna be a time where people are without podcast and you know we uh and and you know it was a time where we definitely could have taken off and uh you know we will be taking some time off shortly but um it was definitely a time we could have taken off but it was like you know what man um i i enjoy doing this um mm-hmm. and uh it's a good and 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 then people get you know get a little content get a little something to hold them over so y'all welcome and thank you thank you for the review thank you lastly this podcast has become a must from dot 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 brown girl who says i have found myself listening to this podcast day and night i fall asleep listening to it i wake up listening as i get dressed for work daily this podcast is informative entertaining and enlightening Rob and Karen are a super couple, and you can't help but love them. 
I would recommend this podcast and have to anyone and everyone. Did I say I loved it? Yes, you did. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I did. I never thought of people. I, I've had a couple of people tell us, tell you know, talk about how they listen to the show and they like fall asleep to the show and 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 stuff like that. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I've I've never uh, thought about it before. You say you fall asleep to it, and wake up to it. Um, I sometimes I do that with like albums. If I really like an album, I'll fall asleep thinking about it or listening to it. Wake up listening to it, and so it made me think about that. Like, oh, we we somebody's renaissance. We somebody's right, control. Somebody's, yes, you know, some we somebody's a uh, good kid, Mad City out here. You, you love Hello. to see it. Good, a uh, good kid, Mad City broke a record uh, for being uh, for being in the top two hundred for like the last ten years. That album is flames. It's probably because of me. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I never get tired of listening to Good Kid, Mad City. Um, you know, I was listening to a lot this week because uh, I just got. Sometimes I just think about music or something. It'll get stuck in my head, and I'm just like, oh, I got. I'm gonna listen to this. And uh, his album, Untitled Unmastered, the eight track, min- like miniature album or whatever. Um, I've just bumped that all all week, and it just. I, I appreciated it when it. Hmm. I said, levitate, 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 levitate. Yeah, and I appreciate it when it dropped, but uh, it just felt like a lot of people, because they was anticipating getting a full album from him, and it was like, where's the album, Kendrick? Like, a lot of people didn't really give it the love that I think it deserved, but that that album still goes. Yes, it does. So, anyway, uh, let's get into these episodes, um, because we do have some, I think we did four episodes this week. And so we got four episodes worth of feedback to get to. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, play some little segue music so I know where to throw this commercial in here. before that shit is hard that goes hard i like that one that one's called i believe the heart or heart it's called heart too damn infrared crypto peace all right uh but yeah let's get to these uh episodes episode 2654 was called a buttload of fun and it was our feedback episode we had four comments on it the first one is from Appia. Appia, that's correct karen yes I heard about the fact that opiates dependent the opiates dependency is more common among white folks, white people in the U.S. because they got them prescribed more because the pain that black people have wasn't taken seriously. Right. But strangely, by not prescribing them so much to black people, it prevented building opioids addiction, opiates addiction among them. So the bad attentions prevented deaths in the long run. That's confusing. Again, I'm a white person in a country where almost no one gets opiates. Pain is seen more as a part of life. Uh, Well, that is the German way. Uh, When I was in labor with my second child, they literally suggested I walk to speed the process of opening the exit. Walk it off, Appia. 
uh i did it i walked for an hour with mr appia came back and the show started soon after i could leave with the baby the next day wow wow um one thing appia you got to understand americans love drugs like i you know you know americans we love our drugs imported exported uh we're like one of the few countries who when you turn on your tv they like drugs talk to your doctor about these drugs something wrong with you we got drugs like in a lot of other countries they don't do that and uh it's racism because uh the white people said i'm hurt and they was like here you go black people say i'm hurt they was like mm, you're not that hurt mm, we ain't giving it to you and so like it's like the racism quote unquote worked for us this time because if not we'd have been just as strung out on it uh but and now because of racism they go look at the poor whites the poor whites and they like the face of the uh, uh, of particularly opioids and now you know because this could be their family member all of a sudden we see caring and we see compassion and we see leniency and laws and things like that but if they could find a way to make this be a quote-unquote black or brown or other problem they would and not give a fuck about it yeah the thing i would add is that i don't even think it's about bad intentions it's just racism like i don't even think they thinking about us in a way of like we we better not give these blacks any drugs like I i think they just do when you just fundamentally do not see people as equal to you when they tell you they need something for their pain you will jump to the worst conclusions you will be like this is a drug addict and yeah it's highly ironic that they made in a lab basically heroin that's more addictive than heroin and then only gave it to white people because they're the only people whose pain is real and now you do have white people who are addicts who embellish their pain to get this shit and they're you know they're having to get now i wonder if white people are getting some of the same skepticism that we get um warranted or unwarranted of like yeah you're not really in pain you know what i mean like i wonder how much that's happening because you hear when you hear people talk about their experiences in the hospital um i'm now when i listen to a podcast like i listen to keith and girl sometimes and they'll be talking about you know having to go to the hospital for something and the hospital seems almost like mm, take these tylenol you know, i don't know we would have gave you some Percocet last, you know, five years ago, but now you could just be faking this so you could get some, get some opioids. So it's just, it's just interesting to see it come, come full circle. It's like an overcorrection now. Like it's literally overcorrection. But the thing is, it's hard for them to know if you're on drugs, anything like that. You know, for a lot of us, they just make the assumption you know, for a lot of white people, they seem, oh, you good white person. Here's some drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, regardless of if you've never had drugs in your life, they just assume you black and brown and other. You done done something and you're like, what? And that's when that racism kicks in. Um, then Sean replied, in Japan, my father-in-law was on death's door, but they still would not prescribe opiates. If one has a month to live, you would think that addiction would not be that big of a consideration. Also, different story, my wife was at the point where she was near needing induction due to pregnancy complications. Same advice as Appia, take a walk, took a midnight walk. The next morning, Kyle was born and peeing in the nurse's faces. This is a spectrum of analog- analgesic 
and palliative options. Oh, there is. Okay, there's a spectrum of analogous, analgesic and palliative, palliative options. Sorry, I don't know those words. And opioids are actually rarely a good option for chronic conditions. They lead to increased pain perception and the chance of addiction. But for intense acute pain and or terminal care, restricting them can be more harmful. NSAIDs like Tylenol, Ibuprofen, and Loxaprofen have caps on the amount of pain they can mitigate. On the other hand, the best treatment for my cluster headaches, marijuana, and migraines, LSD, are illegal in Japan, which makes treatment more difficult. <clears throat> and Tanya says, oh my God, this episode title, I'm dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, was I feel like this. I don't know if they would ever do a study or if there's a study out there. I want to see how many men request drugs and they give it to them versus women. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reason why I ask is because like these two incidents, these are women that are fucking going through labor. Like something that I've talked to women that said, this is the closest thing to dying that well, I have ever keep, experienced in my life. And they were like, no drugs for you. Keep in mind, you're talking about different countries. He's talking about oh, Japan okay. and she was okay. talking about Germany. Okay. Um, also, I know there are rules about how much pain medication you can give somebody who's going through labor um, because you don't want to affect the baby. That so it's not, just okay. a, it's not just a we don't believe you're in pain. I know they have like epidural, but I think like after epidural, I don't, I don't know that there's a thing after that where it's like, and here's some opioids too, you know. Uh, Dizzy Lizzie Gal says, I too have thermostat trauma. My mom used to get on us for turning on the AC or the heater. It had to be extreme to cut either on, so I just left it alone and still do. It's cold. If it's cold inside, I put on the hoodie too hot, and I'm wearing tank tops and shorts with fans running. <laughs> so I don't be the only one to just be adjusting everything around me. But like, fuck it. Yeah, I, I think ain't going to traumatize child. I guess there's two types of people. I'm I'm a type of person that when my parents didn't let me use the thermostat, I was like, when I get old enough, I'm gonna be using it. And that was right. that was it for me. It wasn't no trauma. Okay. Like there's people like you that go, I'm gonna learn fuck that one day, and I'm like, Mm-mm. <laughs> like the same thing with the uh, dishwasher too. It was like you know we don't need a dishwasher. You gonna wash the dishes? It was like the uh, the fuck I am when I'm grown. Nah, I'm gonna use the machine. Nah. Me and you, we on the same page. Fuck washing and drying them. Got it's called a motherfucking dishwasher, bitch. Wash dishes. Yeah, well, I feel that way about the thermostat, too. Um, the poll was, oh, wait, let me see if there's any comments on our YouTube real quick. I think there was one. Um, yeah, we got one comment from Sadia who just says, Happy New Year's. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, now back to the um, the poll. Have you, Do you have thermostat-related trauma resulting from your childhood? Uh, if so, you can join our class action lawsuit. Uh, but uh, 34, 34.5% do, 65.5% do not. <laughs> you know what? This I'm surprised this ain't an article in Black, in Black Mama Monthly. This right here would have been a great article for that magazine. It might be. Honestly, I just haven't looked at them covers in a while, but that might have been one of the things I put on the cover of Black Mama Don't Monthly. Don't touch my thermostat. Yeah, the thermostat. <laughs> I'm sure I had something about like, outdoors are you trying to eat all of it or something like that um spotify says uh for those that don't know man just go look uh look go back and look at uh 
through our episode titles, and I'm sure one of the titles is Black Mama Monthly. Mama Monthly. So if you yes. want around for that, uh, um, please go check out that episode. Um, I also have made I I went and made like fake, um, fake cover, fake magazine covers, and put them on social media at the time. <laughs> it was so fun. Oh man, what a what a what a time, man! Uh, so uh, I don't know the name of the episode right now. I mean the t- the number of the episode, but I definitely remember talking about it on the on the the podcast. So I'll mm-hmm. um, matter of fact, I'll try to I'll try to uh, Google it. But Black Mama Monthly was a, was a time, okay? Come it on. was yeah, it was episode fourteen eighty five. Damn, that's been since twenty seventeen when I did that. Spent some time ago. Wow, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, it was a it was a great time. Um, I think maybe or maybe that episode sparked the idea. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, uh, the poll on Spotify thirty three percent against sixty seven percent. So basically the same percentage. So this doesn't matter if you if you got money now or you don't. Trauma is from your don't parents. matter what group you're in. Trauma comes from your parents, not the. Not not your tax bracket, you know. Don't mean it's your parents now. had money. Uh, Miss Barnes says, "Happy New Year to you." Oh, the comment was, "Happy New Year, you made it." Miss Barnes says, "Happy New Year to you and Karen." And Nicole says, "Happy New Year." <laughs> Toy uh, is Toy says, "Woo, barely." Uh, Renee says, "We all made it." Well, everyone except Andrew Tate. I mean, he making it. Matter of fact, I feel like the year coming up about to be long as hell for him. Ain't it you know how you look up and be like oh man it's august already he won't be feeling that way Mm-mm. jane says happy new year to you rod and karen hope you had a wonderful healthy and peaceful new year keep up the good work aaron says new year new me Raphael says i just wanted to thank you guys for giving me my favorite content during the holiday season i promise i was well behaved happy new year to the best podcasters in the world y'all are awesome thank you oh. uh this looks like keep key or quig uh taylor says my cousin used to put on a tank top and shorts and then cut the heat to 85 degrees my aunt threatened to beat the black off his kneecaps weekly he was living, he was living dangerous i know them bills was high she was like you ain't got to pay for this shit. 85 whoo uh keenan keenan says fuck 2022 and everything in it damn oh no i'm sorry a rough 2022 glad 2022 over you baby yeah um all right episode 2655 was called adult friend finder um and we had ooh nine comments oh my what did we talk about y'all, y'all arguing with each other well how did this happen <laughs> okay well the first one's from apia who says right your careful behavior is absolutely part of you not getting covid but there is more you can work from home and you don't have kids we got COVID last year from our small daycare attending child, as did many parents. There was nothing we could do against it. Daycare was necessary right. so we could work. Also, if my job if my job I can't fully work from home, maybe max two days out of five. We and many other countries don't have an option to be as careful. It's not about the hang after work. It's about being able to work for us. Well, Appia, I believe you forgot I was going to work in person in an office while everyone got COVID except for like me. Yeah, when you was in New York. Yeah, so it's not not just... For me, it's different because I was at the house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's not just work from home. It's also, you know, for for me at least, it was a lot of just 
following the protocols, man. I, I'm hearing with this new variant XBB one five or whatever it is. Um, I'm hearing that it may or may not like what you should still wear a mask and uh, do what you can, but it's so infectious it, it, that even wearing a mask may not be enough or just being careful may not be enough anymore, right. which mm-hmm. we'll find out, you know, I'm a, it's going to have to still come get me. Um, got a fire on his hands. Yeah. But you know, I've, I've tried my, my best to be careful and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been interesting because I, 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 I know it makes me the weirdo at this point. When people are like, "Oh, we should, we should get up, we should hang out," and I'm like, "Why would we do that?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like hang out in a place? Why? Why? What would be the point of that? Uh, <laughs> with people and no one's wearing a mask. <laughs> You're an introvert too, and a lot of people. They because you we do the podcast and you know you're not, you're not them quote unquote when people say introvert I don't know why people think you're just a weirdo and all introverts are not weirdo and they do have social skills a lot of people just assume introverts just don't yeah have but any but that's the thing is 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 not just the introversion it's also the risk aversion you know what I mean it's also yeah. me being like you know when I when when you see people saying shit like this city that I'm in uh is in like you know the red as far as like alerts for covid and then people are just like nah fuck it i'm not a ah fuck it guy you know it just is what it is um <laughs> but hopefully the numbers will go down and i will be it able will. to do some stuff i you know i think um you know they're predicting at least the covid guy at our office is predicting maybe end of january beginning of february we'll see the numbers come down and we'll be able to do more stuff without mask and shit. And I, I think if that happens, then then I'll be more apt to just do shit. But yeah, right now it's hot outside, you know, <laughs> Appia says we were told in company remote work is okay, especially for people with other positions with no customer contacts. Unlike my job, as long as it's in Germany, because something, something tax law, I didn't research further because I, as I told you, I, I can't do it really. Yeah, I'm not knocking anybody. Yeah, uh-uh. like, you know. And I understand what you're saying about kids. Because that's the thing that's unpredictable because children are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So for some people, particularly if you had children, you were sending them off to school. Not trying to find it. It was almost inevitable. Inevitable. That word. Uh, uh, because you know you're dealing with with children, mm-hmm. and, and 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 we've talked about it many times. I've addressed it many times, and you know we've talked about our we, we've been privileged to go through this mm-hmm. with the situation we have. So I'm I'm not, you know, I, I I would hope at this point y'all don't need me to acknowledge it every single time I speak on it because I've said it so many times. But mm-hmm. you know, in addition to those privileges, I know people that have the same privileges and they got it. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it just, it just. I I know I'm in a very small group of people at this point, and I'm not trying to to risk getting it if I can avoid it. Uh, yeah. The Swami says, "Hi Rod and Karen, about the TikTok celebrity death prank. After a while, the admonitions of Angela Bassett's son got to be too much of a pile on. I saw too many people make it." All they were tweeting about for multiple days and reiterating the same points. Once he apologized, that should have been it. But people were out here like dogs with a bone. Yeah, that's not how the internet works. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. They like, you giving up, up like this. They were going to keep talking until something else happened. We bored, so that was going to be the thing until something else took its place. 
this is what i'll be talking about when i talk about these weird ass online hate parties and mm-hmm. i know that there's there. people that listen to this or you know maybe they stop listening but i know there's people who think i'm some level of contrarian at this point where i'm like no i i like so-and-so or something like that but i swear to god it's just not that it's just if a big ass group of people is consistently like telling you like targeting people for like mistakes or social faux pas and shit like that especially after the people have either apologized or addressed it that group is probably wrong and they're definitely not a group i want to hang out with even if i thought they were right because to me it's not about the infraction it's about the high of the group vibe the dynamic of we're all going to talk about this again and yeah a lot of these motherfuckers hmm? i said and i'm better than you and a lot of these motherfuckers, to me, the problem is just the hypocrisy. Because mm-hmm. I watch the same people talk about, like, shaming people for being, like, like you need to be a soft parent. Or even, and I, you know, even if it's just somebody that says something not, not even, like, harsh, like, I'm going to hit my kid. But something like, yeah, my kid did blank. And so we had this thing planned for them. And we're not going to do it now because they right. didn't do whatever it was they were supposed to do in school Correct. and people like, i'm not gonna reward them for that behavior right and people will be like this is what's wrong with black parents and shit like that where it's like well, damn what the like y'all are y'all are y'all are on one y'all, y'all really be on one sometimes and yet those same people literally the some of the same people um mm-hmm. Were the people saying like, "I hope they hit this kid"? I hope Angela, ba- you know, Angela wow. Bassett and them whooped him. Look at this. Look at how he crying. That's because they, you know. And I was like, "Damn, you know." Or I normally don't believe in hitting kids, but this one time, well, nigga, everybody got one time. If that's the case, if that's the, right. if that's what the rule is gonna be, <laughs> you know, it's that full. Anyway, I didn't want to get into a whole tangent. My point being, I'm with you. I thought the pile on seemed kind of harsh. And it ultimately seemed like the kind of shit that like these these kids are learning lessons. Mm-hmm. And but they happen to learn it and he just happened to learn it on a bigger platform because of who his parents are. Like you said, there are a lot of children that have done this shit, but they're not famous and the parents aren't famous, so nobody really cares. Yeah, he learned it in front of everybody and that sucks Correct. for him. And I do wonder what that will mean but you know hopefully it'll be all good but yeah I, I thought that was i thought it was interesting how long people were mad at that kid um adults like to chastise the kid for their irresponsible internet pranks but i find the trend of harping on this for days to be irresponsible boarding on bullying especially when it comes from grown-ass people who should have have their own business to tend to and should who should know better thanks for your perspectives love the show i'm with you totally agree <clears throat> uh tanya says rod so cool that you got a delivery from joe's steamed rice roll it's so good i stopped by their upper west side location from time to time if you order from them again ask for extra chili oil it's amazing i did get extra chili oil it's an option on the delivery and you know what Mm. i was dipping 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 up in that chili oil so Uh, (laughs) i was dipping up in the oil uh dizzy lizzie gal says never taking a hush trip but because we talked about hush trips and i think it was the poll um a hush trip is a trip you take from your without your job knowing 
So she says, never taking a hush trip, but mostly because I'm when I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation. LOL. I don't want to answer emails, take calls, nothing. To each his own, but that sounds like a drag to me. I can I see how you would feel that way. I think depending on the kind of job I had, like if I knew when five o'clock hit, I was off. I knew for a fact I would be off. I think I would do a hush trip. Like I like it because what would be better than being off but you in France? You know what I'm saying? Like 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 I'm like I'm like I'm maybe I had to be in my hotel room or my Airbnb for that eight hours and that sucks or whatever. But then it's like you walk outside and you're eating a fucking croissant and going to the Eiffel Tower, it's like eh, Am I some weed weed? Yeah, this shit hit this shit hit different, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I do understand that uh depend on what kind of job you yeah, have that's what I they said. like no no nigga you you can't do this because mm. of whatever restrictions within your job that's very understandable i know certain government jobs and things like that but there are some jobs where i'm like y'all just doing this just because y'all want to yeah i think the biggest thing would be where would you go on a vacation and what the time zone difference would be right because like i wouldn't want to go to like australia and i have to be up from you a day in advance. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be up from like one a.m. to you know nine a.m. to make it look like I'm <laughs> working at the right times and shit. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Sean says I haven't taken a hush trip, but I had a coworker who decided to take on a full time synchronized remote teaching position with Zoom classes while the university we were working at was using asynchronized remote teaching, which is no assigned class times. You do it at your own pace. We got a permanent, he got a permanent position at the new place. Uh, he was moonlighting that motherfucker, but I'm not bitter. <laughs> the pink superhero says if you think vaccine compliance is scary overall wait until you look at things by age children in particular are so poorly vaccinated for the under five set is hovering near just a touch over 10 percent why people aren't more terrified of the impact of covid on their children is completely beyond me it wasn't fun dragging my kids to get vaccinated over and over but we did that i don't I'm get a, it either i'm a t- but this is just my prediction a lot of misinformation and a lot of the government and their messaging. Like this is one time I do kind of, you know, put it on them. A lot of people bought into the myth that children can't catch it and shit like that. And people was like, well, you do know we took children out of school immediately. So they were not around each other, Mm -hmm. but it was like when they started doing shit like summer camps and all this shit, the shit would like run through these camps and run through the administrators. We was reading this over and over again, and people just like, like it didn't matter. Children were actually getting the adults around them sick, and these some of these adults were were, were, were dying or dead, or, you know, me end up dying uh, from it. And people just have this miss. Well, it ain't that bad in kids. Yeah, you say that to the parents who have kids with, with long COVID. You know, you say that to the parents <laughs> Because, you know, uh, children's immune systems are developing. So how it shows in us and how it shows in them might not be the same because, you know, none of us are pediatricians. And so it's one of these things where people just have this myth that their children will just be all right. But when you have a child that might be immune compromised and all these other things, you know, as a parent, I would like I would not want my child to get this. And a lot of this, uh, uh, a lot of people... Uh, the anti-vax movement has grown too. 
And a lot of parents are like, you ain't getting this, nor are you getting anything else that you actually need to survive. Yeah, I just think the fear mongering around the vaccine was stronger than the fear people had of COVID. Um, And I think when they heard that kids weren't dying at a rapid rate, it was like, then I'm not even going to get my kid vaccinated. And because kids weren't dying, getting sick at rapid amounts because we, you know, really cut school out. We did a bunch of shit to make sure kids didn't get it. But because that happened, I think a lot of the talking points from uh, a lot of people turned instead of turning into like we did a good job keeping this away from the kids it turned into well the kids can't even get really sick from it <laughs> like 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 it just flipped into like yeah the, the kids are fine we should let them get as much as they want and pass it around even though we keep finding out new long-term effects all the goddamn time of like oh or the variants come and it's like oh this one has different effects than the last one so yeah mm-hmm. and uh in a lot of children black and brown children will be impacted probably more i think you did you read some more yeah. than other groups yeah and so not trying to be funny like COVID, when they was like oh black and brown's dying well, i'm gonna give a fuck about COVID. take off your mask yeah you know, or just even even if it's not a race thing some of the kids being disabled or uh you know pre-existing conditions a lot of people didn't care it's like well my kid doesn't have those things um right. Let's see. EVE says, I didn't really know much about Andrew Tate until he got banned from Twitter the first time. And then I forgot about him. And then he came back with when Elon unbanned his Twitter. I just assumed he was the white Kevin Samuels, but way worse. Even even if he didn't get arrested because of the pizza box, you got to admit the timing of his arrest is hilarious because his last tweet was him being triggered by a teenage girl. Oh, it's definitely hilarious. If anything like i said it really points out the only wanted to make two points one the erroneousness of it and but the way that it was accepted as true points out a lot of our biases right we we wanted to believe that that's what's happened so that's what we said right now, and then the second thing was this woman knew that she made that up <laughs> and then really? once the police had to come out and be like that's not how we caught him she then only then came out and addressed like oh yeah i did make this up but still wouldn't delete it which is so interesting to me because i don't think that's an integrity thing i think that's a dopamine thing of course because if it was integrity you took it down that's what i believe uh gina gate says so so i so enjoy hearing karen talk about basketball i had no idea players could be so diverse in function uh 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 And oh my god thank you i know a little something roger know more than me but i know a little something <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god thank y'all so much for introducing me to the way of the house husband it's adorable and hilarious and it's dubbed so i can listen do y'all know if there are any sites or titles that have audio description of anime in english i've added love death and robots to my queue because it has audio description but i haven't seen any others thanks you know gina i don't know it's so interesting right because anime i think they look at it as well we dubbed it to whatever native language that's the end you know (laughs) like i don't even think like and even then a lot of times they don't really do a great job with that because like i'm listening like on crunchyroll sometimes they'll dub it no subtitles 
so they dubbed it but you but now you can't read the subtitles or know you know saying if you want to follow along or something not even just the the subtitles from the japanese version another thing they'll do they dubbed it uh what uh spy spy family still two episodes behind my hero academia still two episodes behind and it's been two episodes and it's been two episodes behind for like a month like it's right like it's not like because uh they took a break for the for the for the holiday or whatever it's not like they're going okay we took a break but you know let's go ahead and catch up on those real quick for people it's like no it's just gonna be two episodes behind for a long time and so yeah i i don't think you're gonna find uh i hope some i hope there is if someone that knows a resource hit us up but i don't think you're gonna find it in anime because they pat themselves on the back for just fucking translating the shit right they was like you got it in your language like but yeah particularly with certain anime uh like tv shows particularly if they talk low and things like that like i actually want to know what they're saying and it'd be sometimes where you know certain things they whisper and something like that i'm like well what did they say i missed it but, but you know i don't have anything floating across my screen so i had to like turn it up real loud I was like no this should come across my screen i should be able to read this we got a couple comments on youtube for this episode uh jay del negro says laughing my ass off at i got some points you can you can power and all shit what a bitch is at during the hr diversity meeting <laughs> uh ramsey says five stars for say, staying truthful in these streets thank you you know how we do and uh the poll uh for this episode is um have you ever taken a hush trip Mm-mm. 10% of our audience has, 90% have not on the website. But let's check the people with money on Spotify. They probably work remote. 16%. So it's a higher percentage. 16% have, 84% have not. Now they also probably don't need to take hush trips because when you got that kind of money at your job, you can just take a loud trip. Like I'm not working because I'm going to be in Cabo San Lucas. Mm-hmm. Just use your PTO. These people out here with the unlimited PTO time. Right. Don't worry about what I'm doing. And no, I ain't answering no email. You you seen my out of office message? Right. Uh. Then the comment for the show was, "Where does one go to meet adult friends?" That's a great question. Because it's not adult friend finder. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely no. not. You don't want to find them there, no. So if you want to find some adult friends, it's like you really don't have as many options as it seems like you should. Uh, Creasy131 says the orthodontist. Mm. Well, I guess in like the waiting room, maybe. Uh, Raphael guess, says... Guess, guess, guess you know they all going to have straight teeth. Or they're trying to get there. If they had the orthodontist, yeah, they're trying, they're trying to, get to get straight teeth. Uh, Raphael says go to Prospect Park and stand in the big lawn with a sign describing the type of friends you seek and you shall find thee. Let me know how it goes, and if you get paid, give me fifteen percent. Consider research. Is that where the prostitutes are? What's Prospect Park? All right, um, what's happening here? Miss Barnes says the bar with a thumbs up emoji. Okay, well, that's what I like to do. Start off with them being drunk. You know, I like my friends unstable. Aaron says Bumble BFF. Bumble BFF. Does that a subdivision of Bumble? Uh, Kisha says, damn, I, damn, if I know after my divorce in 2015, I used to find events to meet new people via meetup. I made a few pals through Facebook, but it's hard to make new in real life pals. 
Veda says Bumble Friends has worked for me a bit. Oh, so he was real for real about that Bumble thing. Okay. Okay. In terms of places, dog it's so wait. On Bumble's big claim to fame is, at least on the dating side, um, I guess on the heteronormative dating side, if we're being specific, the women have to accept the request from the dude before you can even really start talking. Mm-hmm. Does it work that way for the friends too? Okay, so the friend find is like a subsection of like Bumble itself. It sounds like I'm yeah, it sounds okay. like they have a friend division. Right, but then it's like, you ain't trying to date nobody. You just out here. You just meeting friends because they figured out that uh, for some people they like I don't want to date. I just want to meet people and be friends. Like nothing sexual about it for some people. But if the hook is on Bumble, the women have to accept first. How does it work for just the friend part? That's what uh, I'm asking. Right. Like, do they still have that rule? Know. You know? Does that rule still apply? That's yeah. a good question. I don't know. Uh, but she says, uh, I got, so, she says, dog parks are all, all right, but depend heavily on where you live and if you have a dog, right? It seemed awkward to show up with no dog. Like, I'm just trying to make some friends. Uh, I got so many whites in mind that it starts to feel like I'm at the office. <laughs> and Neil finally says, I found one of my closest friends playing pickup soccer at my local park. Yeah, pickup basketball, I think, is a pretty reliable way to, to meet friends because you can kind of fill them out through, you know, playing the sport. Because I think people basically play sports the way they are in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, they cheat on the on the court. They cheat on their wife. They cheat on their taxes. You know, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like All that shit. You said that. I think you said your dad told you, like, people's personalities will shine on the court. Like, who you are will actually shine in the world. I don't know if it was something my dad told me or just something I picked up in life, but just how how motherfuckers are playing basketball is how the fuck they are, period. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, I remember. I I think you said your dad, but I remember you were saying, yeah, you were saying, if you do certain things and I look at your life, all that shit boils down together. You're like, if you come in here angry, you is angry in life. Yeah. Uh, episode 2656 the last karen og we had four comments apia says the name karen is absolutely unknown here i know no one who isn't from the english world who has this name we have karen with an i close but somehow very different and also spoken differently with the a like the a at the end of himda so like karen like that okay interesting I never seen it with an I. I seen it with a Y. I seen it with an E. Never seen it with an I. Uh, I yeah, uh, that's interesting. Um, and I, I guess they don't have a reputation then. Like uh, the Karen over there in Germany isn't like they're not like, oh my God, here she goes. She gonna call the cops. Right. Uh, Newsy says, oh man, I love that Karen flew through. Kataro lives alone. That anime was so good. I wonder if you will like Romantic Killer, Karen. It's out about a girl who has handsome men thrust into her life and attempt to get her to fall in love, but all she cares about is chocolate, video games, and her cat. It's hilarious, but also a little sad. Yay, anime. So. Romantic killer. That sounds fun. But yeah, I flew through that. And I was like, oh, they get a season two. Yeah. Um, I don't know what app that's on. I'm looking it up now. It's on Netflix. Okay. okay Romantic cool. killer. Cool. So I'll add it to my queue as well um yeah i think um 
I'm 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 waiting on Spy Family and Funimation to get the dubs going for uh for uh my hero. Um, yes. but I've been the, checking every goddamn day. Get it together. I check every day too, multiple times. Come on, I check Crunchyroll. I check. I'm like, one of y'all bitches get it together now. Hulu, all of them. They are right. like, they're I, like, nah. Right, but I'm um, so tempted to press play and be like, fuck it. But I like the English version. Right, right. So, um, but uh, yeah. In the meantime, um, I actually started watching um, Housing Complex C. It's on um, HBO Max. Oh, that's the one they had on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And How then, was that one? Like them two little girls. Yeah, it's a lot slower than the commercials made it look. I'm on like episode three and ain't shit happened really. Um, and then the other thing I'm watching is, and I'm done. I'm almost done. I'm on the last episode. And it's been a journey because it's nine episodes long. It's called uh, Inventing Anna. Or I guess Inventing Anna, as she would say in her accent. Um but uh it's about that scammer that was like part of the high society life of new york city and ended up being exposed as like a fake german heiress that ended up going to jail for defrauding a bunch of people and shit a little because i never really gave a fuck like high society yeah high society white people scam and is just I think I just don't have the reverence for it that it seemed like the during the 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 hot the heyday of the scammer where everybody was like I'm a scammer and oh scammers I love scammers I guess I just never got into it like it it always was something about it that felt like I don't know they seem like kind of shitty people (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like a lot of that shit was not complex it was like oh y'all just doing this like they allowed to be scammed because they white they're not scamming because they doing so because you know they are good scammers regardless of the color skin but like oh yeah this is some complicated shit that you know we're trying to fool people they were just doing basic ass i'm white and I, just threw money at them i am now and i don't know how this happened I, I don't know maybe i'm just in a mood but i am like i have watched like three or four things about scammers in the last like week or two um i watched bernie madoff's documentary series on netflix it's like four episodes long very unimpressed by his scamming and came away just going oh he was a white man and other white people trusted him and right. and the apparatuses that are supposed to catch people scamming didn't work because the people just trusted him beyond that it didn't work right because you were like oh yeah if somebody would have did a basic ass job it would have flagged something they had multiple times where people literally had him dead to rights and just did not do the due diligence like there was a time where someone did a whistleblower thing on him and the FCC or whoever it was called him or the SEC, whichever one. Anyway, they called him. He said he didn't do it. And then they just was like, OK, good enough for us. And I was just like, oh, OK. And then he just went on to steal billions of dollars. But cool, cool, cool. Um, And then the other one I watched last night uh, was Call Me Miss Cleo, Mrs. Cleo or miss okay, cleo I, i've heard about that it's that one on hbo right yeah it's on hbo hated that document mm. um he, i would have liked it i think if they would have stuck with the black people that knew her from when she was gr- coming up and when she kind of invented that character but then they switch halfway through into this very sympathetic 
we believe everything she said she was a real victim her life was traumatic even though we don't really know any details and can't confirm shit uh and then it turned into all the white people that kind of took her in like a pet after after the psychic Mm. after the psychic hotline thing blew up and she was like had she was like basically disgraced even though i do understand how she got an unfair shake with the psychic hotline thing because it's not like she owned it she just was the person in the commercial and she her reputation and shit took a bigger hit than the people that fucking really was scamming people right they don't about know who the people are right but all that shit aside she was also like a, a, a shady person that lied a lot in life and and uh and uh she and so but it was so crazy to watch these white folks because at the end those are the people that seem like they really wanted this documentary made and really wanted a sympathetic take and for some reason raven simone was in there even though raven simone must have been four years old when this shit happened yeah she i be like she had to be a little girl when that shit popped yeah so weird so weird but um it was just so weirdly done and no nothing was really answered you know mm. it's like the it's like yeah, the documentary you like with your documentaries what's well, like the documentary but, but the fucking it's not that i just like the answers to my documentaries the fucking documentary is basically what happened to miss cleo who was she might as well have been the name of it and then when you fucking watch it you're like wait what like what what how 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 when 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 y'all gonna tell me where she came from when y'all gonna find any you know any of the claims that she made about like her family and the people who did raise her no one went to look into that that's crazy to me that's also you gotta do due diligence like that huh they didn't talk to her immediate family no nobody from her past other than the people that like um grew like the people that the people that the people that were in like drama and stuff like that with her and was like yeah we knew her when she went her real name was jury and she we knew her from like doing this some people even was like we was in the drama club whatever the fuck when she invented the character miss cleo and then they had a, a ton of jamaican people that was like yeah she was not jamaican like the way she talked it, it was not how we talk <laughs> and it was like a put upon accent and everybody black everyone jamaican knew that it was a fake ass accent but these white people ate it up hook line and sinker my favorite line was this one white woman going some some shit to the it was some stupid ass line like we don't know whether she was jamaican or what she really was but it didn't matter because love doesn't have an accent bitch what yeah what that mean yeah <laughs> like it was just love super don't weird got no accent yeah it was just super weird man um but yeah it's you know um uh so your love don't so your love don't walk walk in there speaking all all types of accents. Your love don't do that apparently. Right. So, um, and uh, yeah, I see some people saying Raven Simone would have been twenty when this happened. So, cause it was in the late nineties. 
Raven Simone is what 37 so she would have been um not nah, late 90s is over 20 years ago so she would have been like 16 17 some shit like that I said four as a joke but she, so she 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 was not old enough to like know Miss Cleo's my point and if you watch the fucking documentary uh which I suggest you do if you don't believe me go listen to how she talks about Miss Cleo she talks about it like she's finding out like the audience she has no personal relationship no story of specific like that's specific to like anything it's all just like you know the documentary will be like and then miss cleo came out of the closet and then they cut back to raven simona raven simona be like okay go ahead miss cleo and i'm like she just found that out (laughs) (laughs) she just found that out get out of here like you like why is she in this documentary why y'all just want to be like and remember her from the 90s like get out of here guys um but yeah that's it's all good it's i just it wasn't a good documentary and then the uh so yeah i think those i watched that the made off thing and this inventing honor thing which is also ridiculous so i guess i'm just in the scammer territory right now all right tangent over um (laughs) uh brooklyn shoe babe says i haven't followed diddy's love life since he dated j-lo lol happy new year fam girl same and i honestly didn't care about that until that shooting i'm the same and they broke up and i didn't care since then and i and unlike i know a lot of people won't admit but the they really didn't start hating j-lo until that shooting shit and i was one trillion percent on j-lo's side one mm-hmm. i can't i couldn't have been more on j-lo's side about that I dumb the shit same thing the fuck is this nope nigga you shooting people the fuck what do you think i no we mm-mm. i'm not doing that mm-mm. we not casually fucking around with murder uh-uh people oh i thought j-lo was ride or die nigga what no died in <laughs> I, I I I am not ride or die. I'm ride and call the motherfucking police. I'm that, not that bitch. I still remember people talking like she was supposed to like go to jail for them or some shit. I'm like, nigga, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care how hot your bop was to try to beg her to come back. Bitch, no. Yeah, I, yeah. When these made them, I need a girl part one and two. I said, yeah, well, it's not going to be J-Lo. You don't scare her away. Even E says, I live next to a Karen whose name is actually Karen and she's nosy as hell, but she's nice to me. So no problems these past 12 years. But don't let her catch you outside because she will talk to you for a half hour straight and won't take hints when you say you have to go. I imagine with the negative connotation of that name now, not many people will name their kids that for many years to come unless the parents are hippies like the ones who name their kids Gertrude and Arthur. If you looking for anime suggestions, you may enjoy Blue Lock if you're into sports anime. It's pretty good. All right. Blue Lock, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, I don't know Blue Lock either. Um Was it was soccer one of the other sports? Uh yeah. Actually we we were suggested this on the Nerd Off. So yeah. I've mm-hmm. heard of it, just haven't had time to get to it. Mm-mm um and then let's check the comments on youtube for this episode which was uh the last karen og 2656 uh we got three two comments my mom says great show dear brother and dear sister thank you mom 
Jay says, dude with the fake parking tickets that sound like a Van Wilder plot line to get beer money. It does. It does. Oh, that kid, man. Uh, and then the poll was, "Did do you follow Diddy's love life? Yes, and I always have. Yes, but only recently or not really. Not really. I could care less. Truthfully. 96% of the audience is with you. They do not follow his love life. Mm-mm. 4% says yes, but only recently. Probably because they following JT and the City Girls. <laughs> Probably yeah, more about the City Yeah, but they know who City Girls is. I don't really know who City Girls is. So. 0% say they always have. Um, which, like I said, I'm I'm not even judging people. I It was more that I did not know there, were any, there was anybody that did follow his love life like that until Black Twitter. Black Twitter was the thing you know, I first saw people. It's... it's yeah, it was the first time I saw people being like, this is a black, you know, this is a black guy that I care about because I'm black. And I was like, Diddy? Who Diddy's fucking? Okay, all right. That's new, that's new for new me. New to me. Um, but uh, it's like, it, another one is um, when you find, when I found out that everybody, um, that black people fuck with um, um, the the woman from Golden Girls that just died like like recently before she turned a hundred. Oh, Betty White. Betty White. I didn't know that was that. I you know it was like a oh yeah I love the Golden Girls you know remind me of being mm-hmm. at my grandmama house and watching them spicy old white women talk and mm-hmm. you know I love I love Rose and Angela and Dorothy and Blanche like that was my shit as a kid, but I didn't know anybody else black fucked with golden girls because we wasn't going to school and having the golden girls conversation (laughs) like i you know like that wasn't a a topic of conversation it wasn't like martin or living single or something was like oh did you see when blanche uh when she fucked that that new suitor and he died like we don't we didn't talk about that (laughs) so uh it wasn't until twitter that i found out so many black people had grown up and loved golden girls and specifically betty white um diddy's love life is that for me well i'm like oh it was a subsection of black people that they didn't just follow him but they have opinions and they get mad about the shit they care they care a lot more than me yeah i I don't (laughs) do you follow diddy's love life for the people with money on spotify yes and i always have four percent yes but only recently seven percent 89 percent not really um the poll the liver king i mean not the poll the comment the liver king more like the liar king boom roasted <laughs> unlike the meat he consumes it was roasted uh key taylor says i just looked up what your liver does and what the entire hell would make anyone want to eat that shit raw periodically i have to ask aloud are the whites okay the answer is always no that's true your liver filters out a lot of shit <laughs> well the other thing with the liver king that's so interesting is um um i don't like regular cooked liver i like yeah with liver and onions yeah that's i don't even like that and i don't think many people do now there's gonna be some weirdos that gonna say they love it because there's always some black people that love everything and so i'm not saying there's a monolith but i'm just saying i don't know these people you know what i mean like i've never kicked it with the 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 person like i've never been in a restaurant and watched somebody order liver 
I've only had this in environmental settings where I either had no choice or right. something like like where it's like my mama made liver, so guess what the fuck we eating? What mama made? Because you ain't really got no choice, do you now? That's why I I, I ate. I haven't ate that in years. And, and it's one of those things where it's not on the top of the agenda and it's hard to it's find. It's not just not on the top food. of the agenda. It's on the fucking bottom of the agenda, Karen. Mm -hmm. It's not on the agenda at all. Is we've been together so long, not once. Nope. Liver's on sale. Not once have you. Oh, let me get some liver. Nope. You know what I want to make? Why don't you make me some liver tonight? No, not one request ever. It's not mm -hmm. good. So yeah, this nigga eating it raw. That's even worse. Is my point. No, my no shit better be cooked. Miss Barnes says gravy and onions. Miss Barnes says, "What was this fool on January 6th? Raphael says, apparently, if I was a shirtless and lemon mankini mumbling, and a lemon mankini mumbling, grumbling, gr I mean, mumbling, grunting while flashing abs, I would have been sold out of NFTs and living on my own private island. But I have repented. Yeah, yes, New you Year. would have. You're trying to have standards uh, selling your NFTs, and that don't work. New Year, new flavor. Um, Here's the thing. I don't think there's a black version of the liver king that makes what he made. I think you just would have been Are you a to get fake abs. I think you just would have been a weird fake ab having nigga because white people is not <laughs> the thing that he's he's also selling that that none of that he's not having to be out loud about is insurrection and incel and uh <laughs> January sixth. Yeah, like he's selling a lot of MAGA. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna be able to no, I'm not just talking about steroids because he wasn't selling that. He was selling the opposite of steroids he was he was like i'm doing all this through just eating liver that's what he was i'm eating raw okay. and that's why i'm, I'm like, doing this quote-unquote naturally right yeah. but the under the unspoken part he was selling was a lot of white supremacy mm -hmm. you know you didn't see oh, him hanging in american flags right you didn't see him hanging out with a lot of brothers you know he's also like anti-vax leaning you know what i'm saying like you so don't don't what i'm saying is don't be too hard on yourself I think you would have run into some other hurdles connecting with his audience is all I'm saying. I think so too. Roger says, cook hit, cook that nigga. And that's what he should have did to them, to that liver. Cook that liver. Um, cook that bitch. Cook it. Um, <laughs> so that's it for that one. Last episode is viral load. And we had seven comments on episode 2657 viral load. Ooh. Sorry, that wasn't supposed to play. Um, let's get to the comments on the website. Uh, Appia says, predicting the worst news imaginable seems to be great for business and you never have to say you were wrong. You can just say that it didn't come true yet. That's a great point. Don, do you remember when in 2020 Corona started and so many people said the world was ending? And there was never any correction how people were expecting Omicron and Delta remix to take over an affection as Omicron and as deadly as Delta. It didn't happen. Yes. Remember when they say we're going to have flu Rona? It was going to be the flu, flu and coronavirus. You don't remember this? Oh, shit. They crossing hands, <laughs> reaching across the aisle. This is news to you, Karen. I swear we covered this on the show. We probably did. It just didn't stick in my head. All right. Well. It, well, I guess that's that's just more proof, right? Flu Rona was such a big deal. It didn't last long, not long enough for me to remember. But, but you know, I remember BB one three eight and 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 all these other variations. 
it was supposed to be so fucking scary and then it just didn't happen and nobody went back and went huh maybe we should have to relax on bringing the fear level up to one million and take a step back and tangentially it's all to me goes back to people not deleting tweets like there's you'd rather get the attention of Florona is coming and it's gonna kill your kids and your grandchildren and your pets. And then when it's like it's gonna jump, it's gonna jump out the window and attack you in the middle of the night. I've been doing my calculations, and as you look on this chart, you can see by tonight at midnight, Florona will be one hundred percent in everybody. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> that's either gonna happen or not happen, and we will have proof at midnight that it didn't happen. Yet, like, oh, okay, okay. Oh, y'all get out of here. Uh, this way, we always have a very anxious state, can't even relax, not even for five minutes. And that's why, at the end of the year, it was always a terrible year, as it seems. You're right, yeah, uh, stress everybody out, right? And that's also why I don't watch news anymore, I read them, and it's more than enough. Uh, Lou, Lou Luna says, I think that 10 year old party story is a total scam. I'm always skeptical of viral stories like this, but when it's this sad in it, it feels like a scheme. I blame the parents on this one. Going and telling this to Reddit is a red flag. It seems to me like a sympathy grab for an attention-seeking parent. If it actually did happen, I still blame the parents. They must be awful enough for adults not to just suck it up and let their kids come eat some cake and run around with their friend. Maybe it's the whole family and they don't get just how much people do not like them. right they be showing up to school board meetings like we need to burn these books and get rid of critical race theory now listen listen my kid has a birthday party coming up on saturday all you niggas are all you niggas are invited okay i don't care i don't care okay (laughs) uh just bring make sure you bring a present take your shoes off and you got to stay outside i mean i mean and i'll even let the gays come in just don't wear no rainbow okay as long as listen don't say gay but that don't mean you can't say happy birthday so don't don't let don't let that stop you okay you can blow out some candles just as long as you don't touch anybody at my party um yeah i i could definitely see i could definitely it's got to be something with them kid with the parents i can see that but yeah uh she said if it's just the parents and the kid as sweet as can be then i really feel for him but all in all i totally agree with rod i was washing the dishes when y'all were going through this one shaking my head and then i jumped right towards my speaker as if y'all were in the kitchen with me screaming there's something more to this and it just reeks of scam slash awful humans yeah absolutely um kids love cake and pointless times and running around like you had literally everything a, a, a child would want and parents was like mm, no and a lot of parents will suck it up meaning yeah, they they, they can the kids. like for the sake of their kids like my kid is friends with a conservative with a kid who has a conservative set of parents or whatever but those two kids happen to be friends and a lot of times parents will be like well and now maybe it's changed you know i can see it changing over trump but yeah a, at least back in like, the no i draw the line at trump nope <laughs> but at least back in the day there used to right. be like a level of like you know what man like we don't need to make kids deal with adult shit yet. So like, just cause you voted for a person I didn't vote for, that don't mean our kids can't play basketball together. And so, so it just makes me think something else is up. If, if the parents couldn't even look that aside to be like, go on to the party, it's fine. 
Apia says, I agree 100%. Sounds very suspicious. And I wouldn't find it. I would find it very embarrassing as a kid to get this kind of attention. Uh, you have no friends, but at least strangers feel bad for you and pity you. Right. <laughs> right. There's a bunch of shit from people we don't know. I'm definitely not calling the news team, you know? He ain't calling Channel Nine. I witness news report. Wow, nobody, top story. Nobody showed up to my loser son's birthday. <laughs> Call Channel Seven. <laughs> Tune in at eleven. Yeah. EVE says, I call BS with the kid's birthday party as well. It seems like this trend started a while ago where someone posts their kid looking all sad because no one showed up to their party and it's usually a kid that has uh, special needs. First of all, I thought that trend was kind of humiliating for the child and up there with the parents who punish their kids online for likes. Yeah, parenting online just seems like a bad proposition in general. Oh, that's a terrible idea. The point, I think, was to gain sympathy and possibly money and gifts out of it, and it usually worked. After the first few posts like that went viral, more people started doing it. But then this is when all the scammers came in. For example, a few years back, a woman posted her kid in her car crying her eyes out because he was being bullied. People were sharing their posts and even I felt bad for the kid. The kid even had his Chris Evans and Mark Ruffalo. Oh, the kid even had Chris Evans and Mark Ruffalo invite him to the premiere of the Avengers Infinity War. I remember this story. Black Twitter CSI stepped in and found out the kid was being bullied for calling his classmates the N-word and found out the family was a whole-ass team MAGA. I remember that. They lit that family up in Chris and Mark. Mark felt so bad he had to invite a black kid who was bullied to the premiere as well. I'm sorry, I remember that. Now, whenever I see people post their kids to garner sympathy, I scroll right to on past. Yo! Yes. That's what it is. The fact that you're even putting it out there is suspect. It's suspect because it's like it's like almost like a weird Munchausen syndrome type type reaction. You know, Um, so Munchausen syndrome is when people make their kids or pretend that their kids are sick to get the attention and the sympathy from the folks within the community. Um, And they'll be like, oh, my kid has cancer and. Da, da 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 and then you find out later like oh she was poisoning her kid or she was making him go to the hospital because yeah, we cover stories like that yeah. yes well you were like the fuck were you doing uh or either they flat lying all together the baby ain't even sick that's what i'm saying yeah okay. abia says my job is the kind of job where i could work 24 7 because there were always 150 projects simultaneously and i have to set boundaries to not work on weekends or vacation luckily wolfgang my supervisor also sets those boundaries for example doesn't call after 6 p.m unless we are having an event but it pays well i always tell myself appia you could be stressed and make no money when i'm very stressed i open my pay slips files and look at them no joke it helps yeah you know what's funny is like and i've just been lucky in life i've never really done as of yet i've never done something where i like really fucking hated it but was getting paid so well that i was like i guess i'm gonna deal with this shit that i hate yeah i've, I've done a lot i've worked jobs that i did not like but the money was not weird. yeah but the <laughs> like, money wasn't it wasn't a money thing it's like i didn't i don't right. like this job but i'm i you know shit i wish i could look at a check and get the motivation you know ain't that the truth but uh yeah so as of yeah i haven't hated anything that much that i needed to look at my bank account but also i haven't made enough (laughs) to be looking at my bank account and be like oh thank god 
because uh, I would kill these motherfuckers if it wasn't for this, you know. <laughs> and they was paying me a lot less. No. <laughs> All right. Um, Gina says having to get back into masking consistently at work again is so hard. The second day back, one of my coworkers tested positive. She thought it was the flu, and the students are back. Um, before the break, my boss had it. Damn, I'm vaxxed and boosted, but it's getting scary again. I don't want to get it in three years in i want to get my covid diploma me too me too and that's why you i guess it's something you never graduate from until covid decides to to throw his cap and gown and ale you never graduate from it yeah and you just keep getting the boosters we'll see what happens man um the written one says rod i thought i was being an asshole so i'm glad uh i'm so glad you also called bullshit on that kid's birthday party i knew she was lying when she said all 40 guests returned to rsvp that has never happened ever and you mean to tell me not even one or two of those kids showed up after saying they come ain't no way i think mama just wanted to go viral and get the loot she knew kind people would send to her it's happened before i'm with y'all i'm with psh, psh. this a conspiracy theory i'm all in on everybody gotcha percy we got comments on YouTube. My mom says, y'all got them joke jokes. <laughs> Thank you, mom. <laughs> I had fun with the viral load story, you know. I think we had a, we had a bunch of silly stories this week, and it was very fun. Yes. Um, Jay Del Negro says, viral problems is what shuts down porn production in the Valley. Viral problems is how sepsis talks ish to the staph infection. I promise you, you don't want these viral problems in your life. You got you get viral problems after you click the link in that unfamiliar email message saying you've been awarded money for mesothelioma, uh, mesothelioma class action lawsuit. And now viral problems can be used in bank heist. Got to love it. Got to love it. The, the, the only reason why I remember that is because of the lawsuit. I looked at that. We're like, the hell is that? And they said, I was like, oh, I know what that is now. <laughs> um, And then the poll is. Do you currently work more than one job to make the ends meet? 19. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Karen. Yes. And the thing is, because I'm just so accustomed to doing what we do sometimes, it's work, but it's like one of these things where you go, yeah, I'm actually in the group. Because you had to tell me, you was like, you know, we both in this group. (laughs) Well, you know, what's interesting, I would not, I would not say I'm in this group. And here's what I mean by that. I'm not doing it to make the ends meet. No, I'm not either. I right, think so that's why initially I've been I was in like, this, I don't think I'm in this group, but I work two work two jobs. I've been in this group before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where it was like, 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 not that I would do this, but like, I could technically be like, man, I'm coming home. I don't want to do game theory anymore. Y'all could keep the rest of this check, and I could go back to home and make a living off of our podcast, and we would be straight. So, like, to me, that's different than when I was, like, getting off of work and then going to my other job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, I'm going to need this check on Friday. I'm going to need the other check every other Friday. Or rent is going not, to not happen. <laughs> that was different. It might not be paid. So, yeah, I, I would say, you know, we moved on up a little bit. But yeah, yeah, I, we 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 got jobs of convenience, so I'm I'm blessed to be like I I uh, am of the point where uh, it's not like rent won't get paid. 
Yeah, they making the ends meet a little better. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Paul, do you currently work more than one job to make the ends meet? Twenty percent, yes. Eighty-one percent, no. Um, on Spotify, of course, twenty-four percent, yes. Seventy-six percent, no. Um, like they got the paying job. Like, well, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Listen to the math, Karen. Yes oh. is higher. Oh, oh, so so they got them hustlers. They was like, I got, I got, I got to get to the bag. No, that's not that's not what I think at all. Oh, I'm the opposite. What? Uh, what am I not understanding? No, you don't. It's not that you're not understanding. I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna let you finish, and now I was gonna say what I think happened. Go ahead. I think this is how the rich people they spend more money. So like. We looking at it like, but these are the rich people on Spotify. And they like, yes, but I have a penthouse in the middle of Manhattan. So I got to work these two jobs as an AR label executive and as a Tesla engineer. I have to work both of these jobs to afford, you know, my 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 penthouse uh, apartment. You know, I can't this infinity pool not going to pay for itself. Mm-mm. okay the rest of y'all pools is finity like they they ended <laughs> they got a limit my pool my pool is my pool ain't got no limits okay <laughs> my my pool is them, them them circles going around each other yeah my pool might as well have a tank on the front of it with some diamonds because it's got no limit okay um but yeah the q a was looks like i flew the coop batman <laughs> uh the answers were spotify baby we got money sandy says i need this comic now that's why peacemaker's dad was a real when he was racist as hell oh yeah racist uh <laughs> viral <love. laughs> the racist villain would be uh canceled immediately <laughs> i don't i don't think <laughs> i think one F, one issue of our comic book and it would be like they these niggas not getting the part two <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> grand opening grand closing <laughs> um, this comic book of all time right I guess you're gonna throw me in prison with the rest of the blacks at least I won't be the only one in a sickle cell Batman <laughs> like he's he's racist and he's a he's a bad person um, <laughs> then like the Joker would be looking at him like you racist I can't believe I know. I know. I killed. Put, I know. I killed a whole school full of children with toxic poison that made them smile and laugh to death. But at least it, I didn't just pick them because it was the black side of town. Right. They were like, "You gonna put me in the black? Why? So I can die of BDs?" <laughs> no, sir. They look at that. No, sir. And they was like, "We actually need to really lock you up." Oh, we, man. we we need to put we we gonna have to put you in the special wing by yourself right. before the blacks really get a hold of you. Magnificent Breeze says, "Gunny guns, Batman. Have you met my friend Napoleo? He's the one over there with the pole. And hit him with the pole. Polio had me laughing out way too loud every single time. You guys are hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Umanti says, "Viral load and his henchmen." The bivalent bastards. Also, watch Fire of Love, Disney, Magma, Bonnie and Clyde. It's a whole lava love. Fire of Love. What is that? Um. Oh, it's a documentary. Wait, what? Okay, scientists and lovers died in a volcanic explosion. 
Oh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> no thanks. Eject. <laughs> I know. I told you I just watched a depressing documentary about some motherfuckers dying in a volcano. I'm good. Good for the year, guys. Um, let's see. Uh, this looks like Al Son of Strong says his crew could be called the specimen. That's so good. The specimen. Viral load and the specimen. Okay. Listen, we got some creative, funny ass listeners. Uh, and we appreciate y'all. Those are the comments on the website. Let me check to see if we have any voicemails before we move into the uh actual emails. Um, and we do have a few uh voicemails. Let me play some uh transition music and uh we'll uh, get into the oh damn and I hit the wrong button hmm. <laughs> oh wait I still got that one song queued up we'll just play this other thing i don't like about inventing anna is the amount of times that they make a scene as anna pretending to be a businesswoman or a mover and shaker and they just add like inspirational thought music underneath it. It, it the first time okay the 17th time it's not hitting the same it's just it's just her in like a suit talking to four white men in suits drinking expensive bottles of wine and then the song underneath is just like, uh, and I'm all bitches got bitches and we getting the money and the money with the bitches with the bitches is coming. And it's like, okay, we, we, we get it. Hip hop is the money of music. We, we get it. She's a scammer. Yeah, yeah. I'm over it. All right, let's get to these voicemails. 704-557-0186 is the voicemail line. Uh, make up two minutes or less or you get cut off. Yeah. The white woman will boot you off. We don't control that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sound like this person must have butt dialed us because I just hit play and I'm not hearing anything. And they left three messages in a row. What's up, Rod and Ken? Oh, Dre again. Um, I was listening to the podcast and y'all were talking about about COVID um, with that article with that bullshit ass headline. Mm. But anyway, I don't think y'all are weird for y'all's approach to COVID, but I do think there's a different mentality that some people have developed because, okay, so take myself, for example, I still work in the service industry. So when the lockdown ended, it like the lockdown had, hadn't even ended when they were like, y'all niggas go back to work though. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was no vaccine. Mm-hmm. So you masked up, you working in this place, you nervous as fuck all the time, you scared as shit. And over time, you kind of have to block that shit out because you need to you need the money. So the first vaccine comes out, I go grab it immediately. Mm -hmm. Like I lied, said I was a teacher, wasn't a teacher. Mm -hmm. I got in line early. I skipped some people. (laughs) I needed it. But you know, saying get my first round or whatever, but then I go back to work and I'm working and working and working. And it's still kind of the same thing though. Like that same thing lingers over you where 
You have to be in this high-exposure environment all the time. And to be on such high alert, like to be vigilant, like you say, it's almost it almost wears you down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you get almost resentful of watching other people not give a fuck about it all day long while you just over here dancing and slaving for the white man. You know, I'm a server too, so I'm over here literally serving people while they do this shit. And then it then becomes difficult to not do shit in your personal life. It's like, man, I'm risking my exposure for these other people, but then I'm limiting everything for everything that would be good for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that it's it's good logic. It's still like he about he got cut off. He left one more voicemail. Okay, and we'll play that and then we'll respond. Mm-hmm. I knew that was gonna go over on this one, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> the whole point is, it's not necessarily to say that all of this justifies not being vigilant and not getting updated on all your boosters and all these other things. It's just kind of to say all of it isn't necessarily rooted in. at least for me, I don't care about myself or other people, or I don't believe in all this other stuff, or I think the people who get the vaccine are weird, because that's actually not true at all. Mm -hmm. Anytime it comes to my mind, like, shit, I still haven't gotten boosted. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm fucking up. I'm like, shit, like, I need to go get that taken care of. But Mm -hmm. it's almost like I've trained my mind to be so almost apathetic to COVID, in order as like a coping response almost that it's almost hard to make it a priority in my mind like that, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, a whole bunch of people I know have been getting really sick and getting COVID again. I'm about to hurry up and go get my booster and quit fucking playing with myself. Uh, But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that just hearing y'all side of it, I thought that it would be interesting to hear, you know what I'm saying? Maybe for y'all to hear kind of, Mm-hmm. The mentality of somebody who's not as on it, but like still believes in it and still cares as much about it. Anyway, I'm not going to cut off twice. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs> uh, oh, I go ahead, Karen. I, I, I and I completely understand. Me and Roger both serve, and the thing is, <clears throat> in my perspective, listening to what you was talking about, it's that fight or flight. The the brain cannot sit and fight a flight for long extended periods of time. It fucks with you. And like you said, you're going to work every day. You're dealing with this fight or flight is on 100. <laughs> like it is, it is popping all of the time. And it'll wear you down. Those hormones and things press through your body. It fucks with your brain. Like, like it really messes people up. And so after a while, you've got to get out of that fight or flight mode. And so, like you said, that's when it turns to, okay, I have to learn how to function in this by necessity. Same thing with you and the teachers and the nurses and things like that. They was like, y'all gonna y'all gonna get out here and 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 and, and just gonna have to deal with it. And they a lot of times they know that people are in a position where they have to deal with it. For people that were privileged enough to be like, nah, fuck that. A lot of them left, switched, whatever, whatever they had to do. Because for some people, they was like, I, I don't have to do this. And the thing is, like you say, the mind can psych itself into thinking things are not as important as they really are and uh we can quote unquote create our own reality just as a coping mechanism and sometimes that's not safe and that's not always healthy but like you say it's one of those things where you go yeah i get it i get it i get it i get it and like everything else for a lot of people they always and 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 i've i've done this too everybody thinks they're an exception to the rule until you're not 
And so, you know, it's one of those things where I'm glad that you was like, you know what? I need to quit fucking around and I need to get my booster. Right. Because everybody thinks it's always going to happen to somebody else. They never think that it's going to happen to me until it does. We covered a story early in the pandemic from Chicago. Uh, I, I, I just I'll never forget it because it was a bunch of young kids going out and they were having parties and they mm-hmm. were and they were breaking curfew. And it was before we had a vaccine and the adults in Chicago were mad and they were almost all black and brown kids. And people were like, <clears throat> those people are going to get their family sick. And those 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 and they were going to get their family sick. Some of them probably lost people because of that decision. But I remember when we covered that story, I said, what I see is also people that are probably working the front line. And if they can't if if society is saying you can't stay home from bagging groceries, you can't stay home from working in food service industry we don't even have a vaccine we we got these masks you know but we're you know like basically why the fuck would i stay inside so when i'm making this money for kroger i i and i'm my life is just as much at risk and i'm having no fun and i'm getting paid minimum wage but then when i go to a party for myself and hang out with my folks like hey it is what it is like mm-hmm. i'm I, i'm just like to them in their mind it was like i'm in for a penny and for a pound so i think that's the mentality a lot of people had and yeah people have numbed out to it um and you know during that segment we didn't say people were republican or people were conservative or people were anti-vax we just said i just said it's, it's a shame that the numbers for the booster have gone down so much because it just shows you how lax people have gotten and the boosters are so good when we read yes. those numbers down it's it's almost insane to not think to yourself wait it, it, like that title of that article was terrible and and the shit like that that's keeping people from getting the boosters by the way is because the title of the article is terrible and then you read the fucking headline it's like you have a 13 13 times less likely chance of going to the hospital you know, a blank amount of times less likely of dying, a blank amount of times less likely of long COVID. Why the fuck didn't you lead with that? Why isn't that the only message about the boosters? There doesn't need to be another message competing with the and, and the more people died that was vaccinated. That that's not scaring people or informing people in the you're hoping to scare them, but you're actually making them apathetic. So yeah, that I I'm with you on all that shit. I, I don't think okay. we disagree at all. Um all right, next voicemail is from Katrina. Hi, my lovelies. Happy, happy New Year. Happy 2023. I've just been listening to y'all on the New Year's Eve show, and now I'm sort of halfway through um, the next episode. Hope you are both well. And I tried to leave a message on Spotify, but it was not having it. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to call in and say what I have to say. Um, so you know that I live in the UK right now. Um, and I wanted to answer about the um, the hush trip thing. Mm. <laughs> um, and I was like, wait, oh, I took one of those, but it wasn't a hush trip at all. Because I said it was my whole chest to <laughs> my university. I let them know last June that I was going to be in France the entire month. 
that I was going to be working remotely the first half, and then I officially put in for, um, you know, holiday time uh, for the last two weeks. Now, why did I get COVID for the Mm. first time, like literally days after being there? I must have caught it like right before Mm. we left. And, you know, thankfully, we we had a cabin to ourselves on the – on the um the what is that thing called the thing on the sea i can't think of it right now anyway um the ferry right and we drove the rest of the way so we weren't around people so mm. thankfully um that didn't happen but anyway yeah i mean i was sick i didn't know i had covid at the time and right. i was grading papers on the balcony we had a beachside apartment um for the month and it worked out better financially to take it for a month rather than two weeks mm. so i was like I'm not teaching anymore in classes. They're over. I have a laptop. We log into a remote portal. What does it matter where I am when I grade these papers? And we still have Teams meetings. So it just made sense to me. Um, And no one really had a problem with it. But there's a better attitude over here towards, you know, taking vacation. And then she, I guess she cut off, but she didn't call back because I think she had made her point. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. she took one of them hush trips and she seemed fine. One of them sandwich chest trips. I'm sorry, Karen. What? You did one of them sandwich test your chest trips. Right. She wouldn't she hush. Took a loud trip. Uh, next one's Miss Crystal. Ah, it's Miss Crystal, and that's how I was screaming when um Jason Buster of the left gave y'all y'all shout outs. I was like, it's a spoon full of sugar. I'm like, yeah, spoon full of sugar grits. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so happy for y'all. Riding me up when you race hang out outside in the city. I think, you know, maybe museum, going to museums from KN95s, or um, a comedy show from KN95s would be safe. So just let me know. Karen, don't have too many parties at the house. I already know. Because you, 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 you're an extrovert. You're having parties, having summer parties, all that stuff at the house. So, you know. <laughs> Keep things straight, and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. Um, yeah. Um, we'll see what we do during during the week when uh, Karen's here and stuff. I mean, there's stuff to do in the city, but like I said, I'm gonna be working, so it's not like I have the week off. Last time I had the week off when Karen was here, I was just planning shit, you know, every day. Like, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, but this time you know between work and and just life stuff it'll probably be a lot more low-key but uh yeah i'll take everything under advisement you know um and then lastly jen from brooklyn uh sent us two two voicemails hi rod and karen good morning happy new year hope you're both well this is jen from north carolina living in la but i lived in new york for about 10 years so i'm loving all of the new york updates especially the (laughs) heater um debacle uh it's just like a rite of passage to deal with the clicking and clanking Mm -hmm. of a heater in the winter when it starts to kick up and also the one temperature for the whole building is just like (laughs) something you all have to go through um yeah and i'm cold natured so i always loved that the heat was cranked Mm -hmm. but even I had to crack a window, so I love the updates. It's so funny, and I hope that you're staying cool out there. 
Um, and then I'm late to this party, but I've been meaning to call y'all for a while um, to talk about some of the emotional labor stuff that y'all had chatted mm-hmm. about because just before you had that conversation, I ended up having a um, kind of intense conversation with a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, who has a lot of uh, chronic pain and depression mm-hmm. and um, just issues with like family and dating and <laughs> life in general. And um, it was getting to be a lot. And it wasn't that the relationship was necessarily unbalanced, but it just became a lot in terms of um, I couldn't be that one person for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, right before y'all had that chat on your show, I t- talked to her and I just kind of set that boundary. So when you mentioned that you set a boundary, that kind of affirmed like, if you're dealing with this situation with a friend, you have to set that boundary. So I really appreciated that conversation. Mm. I think I'm going to get cut off, but I'm going to call back because I've been meaning to call y'all for a minute about this. All right. Um, I'll play play the next one, but that's dope that you were able to set that boundary. And honestly, it's that communication that is the toughest part of the relationship, but it's the only part Mm -hmm. of a relationship that's truly valuable is being able to communicate something like that or else you're really not friends and Mm -hmm. if they're understanding of it they they'll see that you're doing this so you won't start feeling that resentment and that okay here they call again oh my god like so you Mm -hmm. won't feel that because once that feeling kicks in it's hard to salvage a relationship when Mm -hmm. when all you're thinking about is how much you don't really want to talk to this person anymore Right. Uh, next voicemail. I'm sorry. We'll finish her off. Hey, it's Jen in LA again. I just wanted to say thank you for having that conversation about what emotional labor may mean, what it's not, that friendship should not feel like emotional labor. Um, it was definitely a tough conversation that I had with that friend, but I think that eventually, you know, we'll be better for it. And I really mm-hmm. was truly scared to set that boundary, but I was creating this resentment um, from our friendship because I, I just felt like I was doing the work of a therapist or, you know, even like a doctor at certain times with just like, you know, trying to give advice, but then not necessarily having that advice received in terms of recommending medication or therapy and then uh, having those requests kind of knocked right. down. So that's one instance when I thought of um, a friendship or relationship being emotional labor, but really it was on me to set the boundary of, hey, this isn't always, I don't always have space for this. Um, if we can figure out a way that we can like make space for this at certain times, but not necessarily all the time. So I really appreciate that conversation. I know I'm late to the party. I'm not sure when y'all will have a feedback show again, because I know you're both busy in your separate states, but I really appreciate y'all. I love y'all and happy new year. Bye. Aww. Thank Aww. you. Um, the other thing I'll say too is, um, when you start feeling that level of like resentment and um, whatever else, um, there's so one, the way I get out of it is I actually email them an invoice for the emotional labor. <laughs> and then once they get the emotional labor invoice, and my rates are pretty high, they're not reasonable at all. Normally. <laughs> Normally that they'll hit me back. I'm not qualified like, for the job. Yeah, because I'm like I'm not gonna be your therapist, okay? Um, <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, 
one of the things a lot of times people need is like a therapist like someone they pay mm-hmm. to hear that because i don't my hope would be that a lot of times people don't want to f- be resented Mm-mm. i don't want people to feel like i'm work to talk to right. um also a lot of people's shit is just like undiagnosed or untreated depression anxiety um things that they really should be working on outside of like a friend you know what i'm saying because um uh, also your friends aren't always gonna be able to they haven't dealt with this they're not always gonna have the right answer and one of the scariest things for me was seeing it on social media and it was like a switch flipped and once i saw it i couldn't unsee it but the narcissism of depression and anxiety that it comes along with it. I'm not saying people are narcissists, like not technically. I'm saying the narcissism of those conditions where your brain is telling you things that aren't true. Anxiety is a liar. Depression is a liar. And it's telling you stuff like no one cares about you. And then you see someone put that on their social media like, and it's so manipulative. And I don't even get mad at them. I think it's I think it's the brain chemistry telling them this is a truth and when it's a lie but it's like y'all always say check on your strong friends but nobody checking on me fam that's a cry for help that's a you need to talk to a therapist you need to talk to a psychiatrist psycho someone professionally because if all if if you if your brain is saying that to you that no one cares about you that in that you need to put out this passive aggressive thing so you can get likes and attention and replies and you can get those um what do you call those what do you call it when somebody is saying something bad about themselves uh so they can get compliments i forget what it's called you know what i'm talking about like mm-hmm. i don't know the word for it but yeah but yeah if you're saying that so that you can get like the response of like no i do care about you yeah and and, and it's a dopamine to that that's why yeah. i said a lot of people are uh it's an addiction and 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 and, and even in sadness and depression and all that stuff even when you say even the even when you see people say shit like you know i'm feeling sad everybody send me pictures of their pets that like that is 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 the fact that it's happening in that medium in that way and that that's not really any level of like actual um it's not really any level of actual work or, or or therapy or healing or anything. It's just, it's like, I just need to see people react to me and to know what they're doing or whatever. And I think people, and I, I think we haven't thought enough about what does that really mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, if like you need pictures of people's kids. You probably also need to talk to like a therapist for real. Like you, if if you just have friends and all you want to do is like talk to them about how much pain you're in and how much you have to also understand that they might not have the space for that. And it's also very inconsiderate of the fact that other people have their stuff that they're working through, too. The world don't revolve around you. So while you're thinking I can call this person and vent to them all the time that person might be going through their own levels of depression and anxiety or whatever the fuck 
um and they may be trying they may be dealing with it differently than you are they may be trying they may need to establish a boundary so that they're not dragged down into that shit with you you know what i mean like it's like it's it's just a lot of moving parts and it's deeper than what people say so setting a boundary to me is always a gift for you and for the other person because that means you're being you're giving them honesty you're trusting them with communication and respect and if they violate that boundary then that's a whole different set of problems that you got to have but there's nothing wrong with setting the boundary right and also i think how can i say this for a lot of people they hear about therapy and it's the quote unquote the fad if that makes sense even though therapy is a real thing and people actually you know do work through it and do get true healing but for some people it's a quote unquote fad so people use their friends as a form of therapy instead of getting the help they need your friends may not be qualified nor trained in this so you're dumping information on them that they're processing through that they really might not be able to help you but we've been taught that friends are quote-unquote supposed to help you through everything that's not a true thing there are some shit that you got to pick up on your own put your big boy big 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 to pick up on your own put on your grown people pants and figure that shit out and sometimes that means figuring out without your friends and people don't want to do it and they don't really under understand that there are some things in life that you're going to have to figure out separate from them and it's okay to have people to talk to it's okay to have people to walk through things with like like that that's what friendships are but there are some things your friends your people around you just not have the capability of handling yeah sometimes they just don't know right and, and a therapist at least is paid to know or have some techniques or something and we really do this thing where we make people try to be the missing puzzle piece for everybody and if you're not then you're not a good friend you're not the sometimes a good friend is the person to be like i'm not the one to handle this you know like like it's it's like if you have a homie that's constantly calling you to tell you how much him and his wife ain't getting along at some point it's like y'all should either talk to a marriage counselor or each other right you see what i'm saying like sometimes being a friend is being the one to to pull the plug and be like "Uh uh-uh this is this is beyond me and a lot of times the reason a friend can't be the 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 shoulder to lean on is because a lot of times people measure friendship very arbitrarily and they measure support arbitrarily i know i'm not the person to be friends with many people because many people measure loyalty on some like get down or lay down shit right you know, if I call you and say my wife is a bitch, you better say, hell yeah, man, she a bitch. I agree, you know, and, and I'm not that guy. I'm the one to be like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know about that, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, y'all, uh, might, y'all might need to work that out right. Yeah, like, so I'm just not, I'm not the one to call where you're like, I'm dead wrong and I don't want you to say nothing or I'm gonna call you a bad person. I'm not you know what I mean? Friend. I'm just not the one. And it doesn't mean you can't have those people, but I'm right. not the one for that shit. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, Uh, different roles for different people and no i don't have all the answers and me telling you you got to go find somebody else is helping you find the real people that might be able to help your ass and actually get to the root of the problem because you're talking to me and it may stem from some other shit that i am unaware of and you need to you know pay somebody or find resources 
uh, your insurance company and, and, and things like that or whatever it takes to find people that can actually help and are trained to get to and, the root. And I've problem. seen, I've seen not just therapy work, but just like self-improvement, people reading more, people are learning boundaries. I've seen people make drastic changes in their lives where you just look up one day and you go, Oh, okay. That person's not just online talking about how terrible life is every day, because right. here's the thing. And I'll move on from this. This is the last thing I'll say about it. You can look at people's presence online a lot of times. And I'm not a fucking psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist, but you can just look, especially if you've been where they are and go, that person's dealing with depression or anger or some resentment but they can't they don't even know it they but they don't they don't think to themselves i'm posting x amount of times a day and the content of this is mostly negative it's all about just my problems and this that, and that. you might want to talk to somebody professionally like you might want to take account of just like the cycles your life is in because you're not happy and you're not going to find happy here because happy don't live on social media, really. No, it does not. You know, it, like I like one thing you would see people say and it, people would say it all the time and I never related to it. But then I realized it's kind of like a cry for help. They go, yeah, you know, I had to get off of Instagram because you just see people on there and they're like getting married and they're getting a house and getting a job and it just makes you so mad and resentful and 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 i just don't like that and i said huh that's something within you it don't make me mad or resentful and it never has me either i'm happy not once you. not you once get a heart from me like even it don't like and 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 i'm not just talking about romantic shit like even if it was like when i had a shitty job if one of my homies got a dope job nothing inside of me was like fuck what am i doing with my life that's right. some internal shit you gotta go talk to a professional you know if you putting that kind of pressure on yourself where like uh someone else gets an opportunity that you want it and now you like i can't even fucking be happy for my homie dog that's that is saying something is going on internally and it's not not that it's a feeling no one else has or is it's a bad feeling, wrong feeling, but it's a feeling that you have that is coming out because there's somewhere inside of you that's not being addressed. Like it, yeah. like, and so, you know, while your friends can be the person you can maybe reveal that to, they're not going to be the person that normally tells you like, hey, but you should do these type of exercises to like work on that so that you don't feel that way every time you see somebody get something because that's not healthy it's going to lead to a huge gaping hole of resentment in you all the time you know mm -hmm. like you need a, you need to talk to somebody di different than just the people that want to want you to like them you know so all right uh that's the last voicemail we didn't get any emails this week so karen we what was in the mailbox any emails Dang. i don't know I, know. I was like, uh, we don't want to talk to y'all about nothing. Well, they wrote a bunch of comments. I mean, let's not let's not knock them, Karen. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Caritha, mm -hmm. we got Caritha. Caritha, sorry, yeah, no problem. Caritha. No oh, she gave us a holiday call with her and her husband. Mm -hmm. yep. I like that, Craig. 
I feel mm-hmm. I don't I've never met I don't think I've ever met or talked to Craig, but I feel like through no, her, we, so, we know he exists through her social pictures. media. I feel like I know him, you know. Yeah, we know he exists. If it, if if it wasn't for her posting the pictures, I'd I'd have been like, he ain't real. Shout out to shout out the professor, her and the, yeah. uh, her and the Fenty practice. Come on, professionals. <laughs> May twenty twenty three, be incredibly good to you and yours, and thank you for letting us witness some of your remarkable journey. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got some more cards to hold on to. Mm-hmm. I be loving the cards, y'all. This is from Mary. Cool. And our fans keep the mahogany people in business. Season greeting, little black girl, dog next to her. Y'all love it. And we do too. We love mahogany too. I'm more of an ebony man than a mahogany man, but I, it's nothing wrong. Did a mahogany. <laughs> Rod and Karen, wishing you a blessed holiday season. Thank you for all. Oh, this is in cursive, so please forgive me. Hold on. So you now you gotta go through context clues. Y'all see? Y'all see? The cursive is it's not it's not doing what y'all think it's doing. Thank you for all the uh, okay entertainment throughout the year. Uh, you truly make my year better. Sincerely, Mary. Aww. A tipper from Cali. Thank you. Shout and I'm sorry Cali. if I jacked it up, baby. Yeah. No, it's not. Don't don't apologize. It's her. She flew too close to the sun. It's her fault for writing in cursive, trying to be fancy, trying to stun on us. But how you gonna stun on me if I can't even read it? I don't know what you're talking about. And we and we 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 are the the the, the last of a dying breed that I can actually read cursive. Bet, not really. You was struggling. It all looked like mean, it all looked like risotto to me. I can get through most of it. Uh, this is from the Cannon family. Oh shit! I know it's a big ass family. You know, Cannon, Nick Cannon got a bunch of them. Oh, look at the babies in the Christmas outfits. Oh, I love this. The ba- girl, you got a black cabbage patch doll. Let's go. I'm sorry. Happy holidays, all. Hi, Rod and Karen. So let me explain. (laughs) This photo shoot started out as a joke. I do wacky things like this on a regular to make my friends, friends and family laugh. But then I got an idea to take it up a notch. I usually receive bountiful, uh, I usually receive a bounty of cards during the holiday seasons, all. And I never, and I've never been a big fan of Christmas cards. Yeah. I use uh I use I used to be the internal the internal Grinch. Oh, you was the Grinch, baby. <laughs> the past three years in this Panarosa, Ponderosa, Panarosa, Ponderosa, it's the same thing, baby. We get it. Has taught me <laughs> to be merry for the present as it is truly a gift. Thank you for both being internally grateful. I'm an internal part of my listening. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you for being an integral part of my daily listening life. I think uh, create, I think I created a monster all from these cars. <laughs> I can't wait to see. She called her, she called about the baby doll Trixie Faye. <laughs> Trixie Faye. 
my 38 year old daughter and I going to be next year. Oh, all the best <laughs> for the remainder of 2022 and beyond. Your future is so bright with my eyes. And I mean, yeah, your future is so bright. My eyes are blinded. Oh, uh, Christmas 2022, K-Ken. Oh, uh, uh, I'm glad you're not no Grinch no more. And hon, I thank you for putting us on the list. <laughs> and that was it. Okay, cool. Well, thank you everybody for the uh for the presents and the 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 cards and the comments and the five star reviews especially. Uh we really appreciate y'all. Once again, um gonna be uh, another touch and go week. This time I'll have a five day work week. So we'll see um how it goes. We may get to all five episodes, we may not. Uh but uh it'll be all right either way. We'll probably do an episode tomorrow for sure. Um and uh yeah that's it man uh happy podcast anniversary baby 13 years yeah, down happy podcast anniversary 13 years down yeah and uh to the rest of y'all um we'll see y'all soon until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.